Hey, Forrest here. Nothing like getting paid. And with ICCU's mo- Pow day. Dude, let's go. Rogaine.com is going all in this season with an all-star lineup. It's Coach Leon Rice and Andy Rowe. Oh, no. Want to just paint my house? When I want Boise State to win, I trust Coach Rice to lead the Broncos to victory. And when I want the best painting and garage floor coating, I trust RowPaint.com to get that job done right. Get ready for the time of your life at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' newest destination for fun, featuring the world's biggest poolside tailgate party with three levels of action, six pools, and a 143-foot screen. The fun is always on deck with all the games all year long. Stadium Swim, located in downtown Las Vegas on Fremont Street. Book the time of your life today at CircaLasVegas.com. This is Bronco Nation News Live. The best interviews, the most informed opinions, the latest breaking news, all from the top Boise State insiders. Today's broadcast is coming from the Cutwater Spirits Can Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Can Cocktails is perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Now, here's four-time NSMA Idaho Sports Writer of the Year, BJ Rains, with another edition of Bronco Nation News Live. Hey, how we doing, Boise State fans? Happy Monday to you. Mike Prater, how many presidents can you name? How many are there? I don't even know. <laughs> I think we're at 46 or 47, okay. somewhere in that area. And I could probably name four. <laughs> well, we're thankful for all of them because uh, at least on the radio show side, you get a day off today. Uh, but uh, yeah, President's Day, uh, still a work day here at BNN. So uh, we're, we wanted to make sure we get Prater's appearance in here. Nobody can go an extra week without hearing from Mike Prater. So we had to make sure we uh, got this appearance in. Mike, appreciate you at your home for uh, making this uh, happen today. You guys did get the, no show today at KTIK, but you were willing to uh, come on there from the Prater home office. So we uh, truly appreciate that. We got a great show today. We're going to talk here for the next 25 minutes or so, football, basketball, and then uh, 930 or so, Leon Rice scheduled to jump on live. And uh, we talked some uh, all things uh, Boise State with Coach Rice ahead of the game tomorrow. And and uh, Boise State now in a three-way tie in the loss column for first place. Could be in sole possession of uh, second or even a tie for first uh, tomorrow based on who wins the San Diego State-Utah State game. So we'll get into the standings. We'll get into uh, all of that stuff uh, coming up. But, uh, Mike, always appreciate, as I said, on a Monday, you jumping on. We'll take folks' comments uh, in the ICCU YouTube chat. Always uh, fun to take the questions and comments that folks may have. It is a... I'm wearing the hat today. It is a uh, blue and orange store Monday here on Bronco Nation News. So appreciate Travis Hawks and company. The blue and orange store, the blue and orange store.com. Make sure you check them out. Free shipping, any order over $40 for all your Boise State gear. And this is their uh, 
Capital 11 logo as part of their uh, investment group there. So Travis and uh, David Gardner, the whole crew, hooked me up with the blue and orange hat. I see you wearing your uh, Andy Rowe row paint hat as well. Look, I just uh, just called Andy this morning, so uh, talking a little business. So uh, appreciate uh, everybody for checking us out. I think I have all the immediate sponsor reads out of the way. Oh, we're in the Cutwater Studios, by the way. Don't forget that. More than 35 <laughs> flavors. A little early on a Monday, but well, I'm sure uh, later today, it's a holiday. Folks will be getting after the Cutwater. So Cutwater Spirits, more than 35 flavors. Make sure you check one out at your local gas station or grocery store. Mike Prater, uh, you have a column up on uh, Spencer Danielson. We'll get to that in a little bit. We'll go. Let's start basketball, go football, and then come back to basketball with Leon. Uh, the, the timeliness, I think, right now of the game on Saturday. I mentioned the game tomorrow. We we saw you. Uh, you were there. You were in there for the uh, post game press conferences on Saturday. Boise State. Uh, a nice, uh, nice twenty four point win over Fresno State. I know Fresno State's depleted, but. Uh, for, for as bad as Boise State looked at, those two road games, Colorado State, Utah State, I think that bye week really uh, refreshed them, recharged them, and that was uh, uh, hard to find not a lot not to like. And I know I give I, I get it, the opponent, Fresno State, but they, they did not only what they were supposed to do, but based on the point spread and all that, did more than they were supposed to do, taking care of business against Fresno on Saturday to get back on track. You know, I saw your boy, Matt Bowser, right before the game, and, and as typical, uh, he was very, very nervous about this game. He said, this is going to be a tight one. This is going to be a tough one. I said, ah, Bausch, I think even you can enjoy this one. Even you're not going to get in trouble at, at this game. And he says, I don't know. I don't know. And uh, it did turn out to be a blowout. Ironically, a 24-point victory and Boise State's leading scorer, Tyson Degenhardt, who's playing as well as anybody right now, maybe one of the best four-game stretches of his career, he scored 24 points. Tyson Degenhardt, once again, is your difference maker. And I would imagine we're going to talk a little Tyson Degenhardt as well today. They're saying your audio is a little low, Mike. I don't think we have a choice for that. So I'll turn mine down a little bit and we'll even it out. Uh, as we said, Mike's at home. We can never please everybody, Mike. You're you're doing what you can. Don't worry about it. Uh, you're on your head, your phone's there. I will just turn mine down and we'll even it out. How about that? So turn your uh, audio up uh, if you're watching the show. I just turned myself down a little bit. But uh, as we said, Prater's from home. We're doing the best we can. So it's President's Day. Get off us here, folks. We're, we're trying here, uh, Crash Helmy. We're, we're doing the best we can. So, uh, we, uh, uh, you I can know, start and, screaming. I can start screaming louder. You're, you're fine. It's not on you. It's You're, you're perfectly fine, Mike. Uh, so the uh, the other nice thing is you mentioned Tyson Degenhardt, 24 points, and we should talk about him. I think that's he's scoring over 20 points in like four of the last seven games. He's really come on here of late. But um, 12 of 14 from the foul line too. He was really aggressive, got to the lane. That was a career high in free throw attempts for him, but nobody, and I, you know, when you get fouled, you're taking a shot, but they don't count it as a shot. So Tyson Degenhart technically took more than 10 shots with the official stats say he only took nine shots. So the overall stats, Omar Stanley, eight shots, Tyson Degenhart, nine shots, Chabuzo Abo, nine shots, Max Rice, seven shots, Roddy Anderson, six shots. Very balanced, uh, balanced distribution of the ball. Tyson was obviously a little bit ahead, as I said, all the free throws, but four guys in double figures. You had Abo and Max Rice each hit three threes. You had Omar with 17 points. I mean, that that was uh, one of the more balanced uh, games in terms of getting several contributors there as well. Even at halftime, I looked at halftime, at the, at the box score at halftime of the game, and all the big four all had double digits at halftime as well. So not only was this balanced for the entire game, they came out, and they were very balanced. It's almost like they had a mission and a plan to, to spread the wealth a little bit. And the big four really played well. I thought it was a really impressive performance, spreading the ball and, and everybody taking their turns and even some support. I know that there's always been talk about some support in the bench guys, but uh, they got a couple minutes out of Keen, a couple of measures out of a couple of other players. And I thought it was like the perfect Saturday afternoon. I love the time. I love the energy in the game, in the building for a 
for a really sleepy basketball game or a really sleepy opponent and very businesslike effort and Boise State played really, really well. So uh, I would imagine we're going to see the same against San Jose State uh, tomorrow night. We'll get more into that a little bit later, but uh, Boise State's kind of in a groove right now and I like where they're sitting. 11,595 was the announced attendance. The third deck was uh, had a lot of people in it, and and uh, I, the marketing department at Boise State deserves a lot of credit. But also, I think uh, fans are. It, it's proven now that uh, fans are fans are buying in here, Mike Prater. It's far the most consistent I've ever seen Boise State basketball. And I, you know, I went to the game on Saturday with the wife, and the wife said, and she's she's a big basketball fan, and she's been going to Boise State basketball games with me since the day she moved here about 12, 13 years ago. And she goes, I can't believe how different it is here as opposed to when I first started coming where you weren't quite sure if there was going to be 6,000 or there was going to be 10,000 or it was going to be announced at 10,000 with 6,000 in the seats. Very consistent now. It's very consistent. You know, there's scattering of single seats all over the place, and that's always going to be that way. But uh, the crowds, even for a crappy opponent like this, are consistent. And there's 10,000, 11,000 plus in there every single night. And uh, I think it's really cool. It's a testament to what Leon Rice has built. You know, the postseason results and the slow growth and all that stuff that I keep picking on and talking about all the time, that still exists. But it's from, from point A to point B, this basketball program under Leon Rice has done fantastic things. They have, no doubt about it. And uh, I'm going to bring the uh, Mountain West standings up here on the uh, screen right now. Mike Prater, if I can uh, do this here. Give me one quick second. Uh, Boise State, as I said, in the loss column, now has uh, four losses. They are now tied with uh, Utah State and San Diego State in the loss column. Um, I've always said this, Mike, you can't make up losses, but you can make up wins. So uh, I know Boise State is a half game back, but uh, they can they can make that up with a win. So I, I worry about the loss column, and, and so I – essentially think it's a tie for first place the way I look at it. And um, it's on the screen here. You've got those three, and then you've got New Mexico, Colorado State, Nevada. And uh, again, we talked about this stretch, Mike. I've been saying it on this show for a couple of weeks now. Like, even after those two losses that were really tough last week, like, I saw what was coming, and Boise State has these easier games on the schedule here, and now all the other teams are, are playing each other and having to beat each other up. Like, tomorrow night, you've got uh, a couple of big games this week, but tomorrow night to start with, you've got Utah State and San Diego State there in Logan. So one of those two teams is guaranteed to lose and drop to five. Now, if San Diego State were to win that game, and I think you want to be a San Diego State fan tomorrow if you're a Boise State fan, uh, if San Diego State wins, um, I mean, then all of a sudden Boise State is the number one seed in the conference tournament right as of right now because they would be tied with San Diego State and they beat San Diego State. So, uh, I mean, there's a scenario, Mike Prater, where – uh, I'm doing my post-game show tomorrow night, and Boise State's the number one seed in the conference tournament. If, if it were to uh, go that way where Boise State wins and San Diego State wins, Utah State win would make it tougher because their, their their schedule is not uh, not as hard uh, down the stretch. San Diego State still has to go to UNLV, uh, still has Boise State coming to town. And then the other game I want to mention quickly, Mike, is uh, you have New Mexico and Colorado State on Wednesday on Wednesday. So New Mexico and Colorado State tied with five losses right there in that 3-4-5 area. They play on Wednesday there at New Mexico. So, uh, the you know, the top five teams, four of them are playing each other, and then Boise State gets to play the, the 10th place team. So another opportunity the next couple of days for Boise State to improve its standing here. You, you know, and it's such a crazy Mountain West race. At one point, we were talking about kind of four or five teams bunched together. Now I think you can look at like seven teams bunched together. I mean, you, you laid out the top half of that conference really, really well. But, you know, one loss here, all of a sudden you're like in seventh place. That's how deep 
and, and, and competitive this conference is this year. There's no way they're getting seven into the NCAA tournament. I believe the conference record is five. The wish list is six. And even if that somebody drops out and you get five into the NCAA tournament, that's pretty spectacular. So Boise State jockeying and doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. It's in a really good position right now considering I lost a couple of those games. And if they can take advantage of the schedule that we keep talking about here over these next couple of weeks, they're going to be really, really good shape going into the tournament in Vegas. So uh, I expect Boise State to take care of business tomorrow night, and we'll see what happens over these next couple of games. But uh, And that Utah State-San Diego State game tomorrow night, that's going to be a plus. I think that's a CBS – sports network game and uh that's a classic mountain west first place showdown as we approach march yeah utah state san diego state tuesday you got new mexico colorado state wednesday some more good games this week i i'm a little nervous about the saturday boise state at wyoming game uh that, that's gonna trickier game than people think i just to chalk it up as a guaranteed win i think would be a little bit naive i mean they've already beaten colorado state and nevada in laramie they were up 10 on utah state uh before giving that away last week so that that's gonna be a very tough game but on paper boise state should be able to win that game and then they're at air force too so um these next three games boise state should be able to win and should be in no worse than a tie for first place if not in sole possession of first place when new mexico and nevada come to town and um again mike i understand that it's uh you know a slim margin but i want to pull up the uh, ken palm projections here which i know mike prater loves on a president's day morning uh, me me busting out the ken palm reference uh i'm gonna go uh let's see if i can switch the uh, screen here to that just to kind of give folks an idea um, all right, here's so here's the Ken Palm projections. Now the New Mexico game is only a one point win, and it's 51 to 49. But you look at the analytical projections. Boise State favored to win their next uh, their next five games here before they finish up at San Diego State. So um, if they're able to win these next three, it would they'd be 20 and uh, 20 and eight. They'd be in no worse than a tie for first place with New Mexico and Nevada coming to town. Uh, that New Mexico game is a 6 p.m. on a Saturday, and if they're on a four-game winning streak, I mean that could be uh, you know quite the quite the uh, evening at Extra Mile Arena. The, kind of a bad beat. The Nevada Senior Night game is at 9 p.m. Uh, for for TV purposes, but uh, if you look at it here, Mike, and they win their next six games, like they're going to go to San Diego State potentially. I mean the scenario is there, and, and I don't know. It's asking a little much to say they're going to beat New Mexico and Nevada. Maybe you drop one of those, which means you have to win the next three. Um, but either way, there's a scenario here where they're going to San Diego with either sole possession of first place or a split of first place. I mean, there's going to be a ton on the line, but um, you'd like to make it not really matter. Like you'd like to somehow have it wrapped up before you go to San Diego State. I don't know if that's going to be possible based on the remaining schedules, but I guess or in my rambling way to, to say this, I mean, the, the, it looks like the opponents are there. The possibility is there for Boise State to really finish strong here, Mike, and either win the league finished near the top of the league and certainly solidify themselves in the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. And I'm a little bit worried about, like you said, that Wyoming game on Saturday, a trap game here and there. If Boise State wins the games that it's supposed to win, uh, and Wyoming, even if it's a little bit of a, of a pesky game, that's a game that they should win, need to win, have to win. So if they can get through that, I, I don't mind a loss at the end of the season with one of those opponents, you know, maybe even two, depending on how you can break it all down. Uh, you know, it'd be nice if Boise State could win a regular season conference title, but I don't think that that's important. And I don't want to see them wasting too much energy into focusing on that. If you can get a top one, two, three, certainly the top five seed is the most important thing here. And I think that that's almost a given here because that gives you what that gives you the first round buy and gets you comfortably into the, the tournament. So, uh, but chasing those victories and, and not losing the games you're supposed to. So, Wyoming, you know, there's no doubt tomorrow is going to be a no brainer. The trip to Wyoming, that's the first scary game coming up right now, if you ask me. 
Uh, we got some San Diego State fans infiltrating the chat here. Aztec fan here looking forward to the senior night game. Could decide the conference. Uh, yeah, no doubt. And, um, I mean, the NC, I know I still put a lot of value on the conference title. I know you maybe don't, Mike. Some people don't. A lot of people don't, actually. But I still think, like, if you win the conference in this league, that's going to translate to getting a good seed in the tournament and things like that. And as the Taylor family says, if they run the table, they're going to have a great seed. We want an NCAA tournament win. Um, and yeah, you look at a lot of these projections and things like you want to be above, I mean, it's kind of common sense, but if you're eight or above, you would theoretically be favored in the game nine and below you're facing a team that you're not expected to win. So, um, that would, that's certainly the ultimate goal, right? Mike, to make this season, the, 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 to, to, the, the super team references, all that to pay off for Leon Rice. They just got to win one game in the tournament, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's, 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 that's my expectation. And that's been my expectation from day one. And I know this basketball season has been up and every basketball team goes through ups and downs. It's a long, crazy season. It's more intense in, in many ways than a football season. It, uh, certainly the competitive nature of the Mountain West this year. So I you know even me as dead negative and dark as I've been about this basketball program in the past, when they lose a couple of games, I don't really worry about it. Just keep yourself in a position Played good basketball at the end. I was very impressed with what I saw on Saturday and, and I have a lot of confidence in this team moving forward. I just need the one victory in the NCAA tournament. That's all I care about. I really, truly do. If they get fifth in the Mountain West tournament and go on a run and then get in the NCAA tournament and win a game, I just think that that's one bugaboo that's really bothering this program right now. Get that one win in the NCAA tournament. And I think that this fan base would explode over the success of this program, especially depending on roster retention and how the offseason goes. Next year's team on paper could be better than this year's team on paper, and that leads me to a lot of hope and optimism going into next year. No doubt about it. You do look here. This is from Bracketologists. Uh, they, they have a, a website here, Mike, that kind of does all the quad system and divvies all this up in terms of your NCAA tournament resume. Boise State already with five Quadrant 1 wins, and a lot of people get hooked up on the net in some of these numbers, but the how you do in the Quadrant system is a huge deal when it comes to the tournament, and Last year, Mike Prater, Boise State only had three Quadrant One wins all of last season, and they still ended up with that, uh, what were they, in the 8-9 game last year? with North 7-10, I guess, with Northwestern. They were a 10 seed, um, and they've already got two more Quadrant One wins than they had last year. They have more opportunities for that to come. Certainly in the conference tournament, they'll have some opportunities of that, but 7-7 uh, seven and seven in the first two quadrants is nothing to write you know, be sad about or write home about. That's a very strong number, seven and seven in the first two quadrants. That one UNLV loss in quadrant three is kind of the only one, but I don't even think that a lot of people are looking at that as some horrible loss based on what UNLV has done and the talent they have if you look at it uh, from that standpoint. So overall, the metrics are pretty good. I think at this point, Mike, as long as they can avoid the, the ugly loss to a San Jose or an Air Force or a Wyoming I think they're in really strong position to get to the tournament. And then now it's about improving that seed and doing what they can, as you said, to, to make history and try to get that goose egg uh, off of the uh, off of the schneid. So tomorrow night, San Jose, you got our uh, Tim Miles coming to town. We'll see. They had uh, one of their main players out uh, on Saturday, uh, the point guard, uh, Cardenas. We'll, we'll see if he's back or not. I'm actually efforting to get Tim Miles on BNN, uh, record something later today, and hopefully get him on tomorrow on the pregame show. We'll see if we can get that done. Uh, but uh, 8.30 tomorrow, I do have four tickets to give away, the Reigns family tickets. We uh, we cannot use them tomorrow night, a little late for the kids. Uh, and so uh, if you would use four tickets tomorrow and you would make a lot of noise and have a good time and you don't get to go to a lot of games and you're willing to go at 8.30, uh, send me an email, reigns at bronconationnews.com, and whoever is the first one 
I'll get you the tickets and we'll uh, be happy to send you there courtesy of the Reigns family. Mike, let's take a quick time out. Leon Rice is going to join us in about 10 minutes, but I do want to touch on your column with Spencer Danielson. Uh, so let's take a quick 90 second timeout. Thanks some of our great sponsors. We'll talk football here next. And then uh, Leon Rice joining us in 10 minutes. Don't go anywhere. Bronco Nation News. All Bronco Nation news broadcasts come from the Cutwater Spirits Canned Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of premixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Spirits, perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Our title sponsor is RowPaint.com. For all your commercial, industrial, residential painting needs, check out RowPaint.com. Don't forget about their concrete coatings. Transform that ugly concrete slab on your back patio in your garage in just one day. Contact rowpaint.com for a free estimate today. The official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics and our title sponsor at Bronco Nation News is rowpaint.com. Idaho Central Credit Union has been helping members achieve financial success for more than 80 years. There's an ICCU branch on almost every corner, but the closest is in your pocket with free e-branch mobile and online banking. See why more than 500,000 members love ICCU and join one in four Idahoans by making the switch today at ICCU. Com. Since 1984, Ridley's Family Markets has prided itself on being a hometown food and drug store that employed value members of the local community. Ridley's Family Markets has 13 locations in the state of Idaho and many more in the surrounding states. Download the new Ridley's app to your smartphone, get savings up to 40% off at the checkout line, and find a location near you at shopridleys.com. Former Bronco Matt Bauscher is once again the number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley. No home is too big or too small for Matt and his team. Let them fulfill all your real estate needs at BauscherRealEstate.com. All right, back live again on a uh, Blue and Orange Store Monday here on Bronco Nation News. We're supporting the Blue and Orange Store Capital 11 with the uh, new hat today. Appreciate them for that. Go check out the Blue and Orange Store. The Blue and Orange Store.com. Free shipping, any order over $40 or uh, you can uh, go in there in the Boise Town Square Mall. They got all the Ashton Genty NIL shirts, Tyson Degenhart sweatshirts, hats, bumper stickers, car flags, you name it, there at the Blue and Orange Store. All right, Mike Prater, we got about uh, five minutes here till Leon Rice joins us, but I wanted to plug your column. Folks can go right now if you're a paying subscriber to Bronco Nation News and read that column. Uh, it, you know, not to give the whole thing away, but, uh, you know, a lot of craziness right now in college football, Mike Prater. You got coaches leaving for the NFL. You got college coaches that are head coaches leaving to be coordinators. The NIL is going crazy, the transfer portal. And yet Spencer Danielson seems to be saying, bring it on to all of it. And uh, that's kind of what your focus was in your column today. College football is so stinking weird, BJ. It seems like every six weeks there's a new problem that crops up. And we don't even see it coming. It just kind of hits us in the face. And this offseason, one of the big storylines, as most people know, and as you pointed out there, is that coaches are bailing. They're tired of the nonsense. They're tired of babysitting kids. They're tired of recruiting the same players 17 times in terms of roster retention. It's just a pain in the butt. So, yeah, I mean, all this coaching move, you know, the, the Chip Kellys and the Boston College coach and the other coaches that are out there, the Harbaugh's and the Sabans, and everybody's just kind of like, what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? And I could go find quality of life and make a lot of money somewhere else. Well, Spencer Danielson doesn't even think like that. Spencer Danielson wakes up every morning and says, bring on the challenges, and he handles them pretty well, even with the bush-handed thing. Caught him off guard, and he admitted it. One thing I love about Spencer Danielson, he's fresh. And, and you know, Coach Avalos spoke with a lot of coach speak. He spoke in a lot of generalities. He didn't really answer questions directly. We asked uh, Spencer Danielson the other day, did the Bush Hamden departure catch you off guard? And he said, yes, it caught me off guard. But what do I do? 
I roll up my sleeves and I go to work. I deal with it. And I think he has this whole hum approach. It's like I can handle it. So uh, I, I don't think he's intimidated by the daunting task of college football today. I called it kind of like puppy dog cute and, and a little bit naive in terms of just the freshness of a young rookie head football coach trying to do his thing. And I think it's a thing of beauty. So college football has its problems. Boise State football has its problems. The coaching situation certainly is not one of those problems right now. And we'll find out what happens with the offensive coordinator. No uh, no rumblings there yet or decisions. But, uh, you know, we've talked about this a little, Mike, but, I mean, you were uh, one of the ones uh, from the start kind of saying maybe, uh, you know, Spencer Danielson would be fine, but I'd rather maybe see him go outside the family or get somebody different. And I don't know if it was a Spencer Danielson thing as much as just trying to go outside and get some new blood. Um, and and you maybe weren't the most uh, – vocal, I guess, in terms of uh, saying Spencer Danielson should get this job. Uh, with that said, we'll see what happens with the offensive coordinator search. But to this point, three months later, I mean, could Spencer Danielson be doing anything more to, to win over some of his critics? No, I think he's had the perfect offseason. I really, truly do think he's had the perfect offseason. I mean, it's not his fault that Bush Hamden left. By the way, Bush Hamden was replacing a coach who bailed on college football and went to the NFL. So one more classic example uh, of these coaches bailing for the NFL and not having to deal with college football nonsense. So that trickle-down effect directly impacted Boise State football. But yeah, I think Spencer has handled this perfectly. So let's see what he does with the offensive coordinator position. When we had him on Idaho Sports Talk last week, he scared me a little bit. He scares me here. So it's kind of funny because, yes, when the Spencer Danielson position came up, I wanted it outside the family hire, just fresh blood. That's that's no big deal there. Eventually, Spencer Danielson proved that he had to be the coach for this team, and and I agreed with that. Now, all of a sudden, he's talking about Matt Miller and Nate Potter as potential offensive coordinators. He mentioned both as, you know, he's going to look at both of them. I forget that Nate Potter this offseason is given a title of co-offensive coordinator. Matt Miller has done it a little bit in the background. I need Spencer Danielson to go out Outside the family for this one, absolutely. You know, Matt Miller, we love. He's a great coach, but I don't. He's not a quarterback developer, which to me is job number one. Nate Potter's not a quarterback developer. That's not. That's job number one here. So, uh, hopefully, that he goes off and finds. Uh, you know, whether it's a, a friend of the show and Mike Sanford, somebody who's worked with quarterbacks, developed quarterbacks, can work with quarterbacks Monday through Friday. I think the rest of it can work out itself. We can keep this discussion going in a minute, Mike, but before Leon joins in, I want to make sure we get our other quick uh, sponsor mentions in here. So Lithia Florida Boise, uh, and again, Leon Rice is going to join us shortly, but uh, LithiaFordBoise.com, check them out, view that full inventory of vehicles, and uh, you can do what the Reigns family did. You check a couple online, you go in there, uh, you find the one you want, you test drive it, and you're on your way there in a couple of hours. And again, they have five NIL deals at Lithia Florida Boise, so they're supporting Boise State, they're supporting the local community, return the favor for your next vehicle at LithiaFordBoise.com. You need a new job? Taco Bell is hiring the Treasure Valley Taco Bell stores. You can get more information at TacoBellWorks.com. And how about this? You need some quick cash. You don't want to wait three weeks for that first paycheck. They're offering up to half your wages the very next day after your shift. So check them out. TacoBellWorks.com, the SON management group, the Nicolason family. They do a ton for uh, donating to student-athlete scholarships and things at Boise State. So check them out. Go get some food at Taco Bell and support them. And again, more information, TacoBellWorks.com. I mentioned the Blue and Orange Store. they got all kinds of great deals going on right now, the BlueAndOrangeStore.com. Uh, free shipping, again, any order over $40. And if you're in the Boise area, just go to the Boise Town Square Mall. They're on the second floor. The best selection of Boise State gear in the Valley is at the Blue and Orange Store. And if you need a job, check out Transportation Compliance Service. You thought about getting in the trucking industry, maybe. It's kind of a booming industry right now. Uh, they can help you with all the permits and things. More than 75 people that try to get into the trucking industry by themselves. 
end up going out of business. So the DOT, overweight permits, all that fun stuff. Let the professionals handle it for you at Transportation Compliance Service. And our friends at Lean Feast, Mike Prater, weighed in. I'm down 16 pounds since January 8th. Uh, put on the uh, football 15, then the then the uh, holiday 15. So we're trying to uh, get in shape for the pool party here coming up uh, in a couple of weeks down there in Las Vegas. Make sure you check out leanfeastmeridian.com. Healthy uh, meal prep, great food, great options, and it's going to be uh, – we appreciate Lean Feast and leanfeast.com. And as we said, Mike, we'll be there uh, three weeks from Friday, believe it or not. Circa Resort and Casino Stadium Swim, the Mountain West Tournament, will be there for the uh, semifinal Friday edition. Looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be out there all day at the pool party, KTIK and Bronco Nation News. Uh, super excited. We'll be out there all day. Hopefully, Boise State playing in the semifinals. We'll have fun. All Boise State fans are welcome. You don't have to be a subscriber. You get free entry as well if you just email us at rains at bronconationnews.com. And we'll have all the uh, – Big 12, SEC, Big 10, conference quarterfinals on that day. Food, drink, going to be a lot of fun getting you set for the semifinals of the Mountain West Tournament. And uh, a team hopefully playing in that Mountain West Tournament is uh, your Boise State Broncos. The semifinals and the finals of that Mountain West Tournament is your Boise State Broncos. Mike, and uh, joining his two favorite media members in town, we're happy to bring on the uh, the head coach here, Leon Rice. Uh, coach Rice, we appreciate your time on Bronco Nation News here. How you doing? Doing great. How about you guys? We're doing good. Uh, how many presidents can you name? Oh, you know, I bet if I went backwards, I could go a long, long ways. I'm, you know, I was a history minor, so I appreciate the all that stuff. And and up and you know, I watch Jeopardy now and then, so you got to have all those presidents memorized. We had a song they taught us back in the day in school, and we were trying to find it on YouTube for my kids this morning, uh, where you help you learn all the names and stuff, but. Uh, that's oh, that's pretty good. I didn't even, you know, I, I didn't actually. We're we're just in the season. We don't. I don't even know what goes on around me. It's terrible. And I drove up this morning, and I'm like, well, what's going on today? Is it Sunday or where are all the cars? I kind of lost track that it was. You just present. can't miss your wife's birthday. That's the one big day in your anniversary, probably, or the main two, right? Ooh, yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> anniversary. Used to come during a recruiting period, so I miss that pretty consistently. Well, uh, happy President's Day, and we appreciate you giving us some time right. to, to pop on today. Uh, still work day for you and for us here at BNN, and obviously a big game uh, tomorrow night. But, uh, you know, Coach, I, I, the 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 balance you had in that game the other day, coming off the bye and just the, the focus it looked like you guys had, the energy you guys had, I mean, it, it, you couldn't have scripted it up much better, it seemed like, there against Fresno. Yeah, no, when we looked at the film, I was like, wow. You know, one of the things that jumped out at me is, had we not played well, I, I thought Fresno was playing really well. They're, they're, you know, with that new lineup they were using, I, you know, that sometimes <clears throat> necessity is a mother and invention. And they were playing five guards and became slippery to guard. And they were making, they got some shot makers on there. So, you know, when you looked at the film, you're like, God, they were playing pretty good. If we wouldn't have uh, played well, we would have been in, in some big trouble. You mentioned. Leon, uh, I wanted to, oh, go ahead, Prater. Sorry. Well, also, I, I didn't know what. Uh, first of all, I'm, I apologize. You're stuck with me on a Monday morning. That's a horrible way to begin the work <laughs> week. But uh, I'll try to behave and try to be nice. And, and I'm at this point, I, I'm really enamored with what what's going on with Tyson. And and he's probably playing one of his best four or five game stretches of his entire career. And that's saying something based on his career. But at yeah. one point, 
was there a conversation or did you just like look him in the eye and it's like, okay, I, he's got the game face on and you could see something click about two weeks ago. Did anything click? Did any, did you guys talk about anything or did this just kind of happen organically? Yeah, I think it happened more organically. And with Tyson, you know, when you have a guy like Tyson, the, the worst thing you can do and, and we're victims of it because he's, he's so together. You never worry about him. So as a head coach, you know, a big part of my job is to sit down, watch film with guys, try to, you know, keep their minds right, keep them improving. And, and, you know, Tyson gets overlooked because you always just think and assume he's in a great place. You assume he's doing all that. And so maybe you don't do a, a good enough job uh, mentoring and bringing him along, but that's where, you know, having veteran uh assistant coaches and guys that have all been together. I think my assistants have done a great job with Tyson and, and spending time with him um, and getting his mind right, because man, is it ever right? He's just, he's heading in the right direction always. And uh, you know, it's not something you ever want to take for granted. And it's great that people appreciate it because, you know, you just, it's like a lineup card. You pencil it in and go, okay, here's what we're going to get from Tyson every night. I got to worry about those other guys, make sure we're getting that from them. And what, what a great thing for a coach to have is that, you know, like when you start doubting, like, oh, I wonder if we're going to be okay tonight. Well, we got Tyson. We'll be all right. You mentioned uh, the other day, and I guess Tyson mentioned it too, that you guys did kind of talk about the, where you stood, you know, with a couple weeks left, but you said, hey, yeah. and, you know, look at it now, enjoy it, whatever, but it doesn't matter if we don't take care of business. None of this other scoreboard watching or stuff is, is going to matter. But uh, as a college basketball fan, as a junkie, it's what you've done your entire life to, to be, you know, less than four weeks from selection Sunday now and have all these games of importance coming down the line and and, and just the, the excitement level. I mean, even to get up and, and talk about it, it gets me more exciting on a Monday morning knowing and kind of what's ahead i mean just just what's the feeling like as a coach as a player that someone's in the thick of this right now a conference race uh, trying to get to march madness i mean it's got to be the, the best time of your year well first of all you know you number one you i appreciate it for like like you said for our fan base for the community i mean it's exciting you want to be involved in this hunt and um it's a hard time of year if you're not i think and um you know, it's an exciting time if you are, and, and, you know, the buzz is out there and you saw that our stadium had that feel for it. And, you know, that's a great crowd on a Saturday night in front of, you know, with the, uh, a team that wasn't in the top, you know, it used to be that, well, the fans would come out for, you know, a top 25 team, but they wouldn't come out for air force or Fresno or maybe, you know, whoever, but 11,600. Yeah, I mean, it was a great crowd and a great atmosphere. And, you know, they saw a good college basketball game. and uh, But they came for the Broncos, and that and that's an exciting thing. And, and they came for appreciation of this team. And they understand we don't have many left here. And so, you know, I hope that's the case tomorrow night because it's a little later. And we have, we've been fortunate. We haven't had any of these late, late home games. This is the first maybe – weeknight late home game we've had and so but we need a big crowd this you know you saw us against san jose the first time it was it was a grind and we had to come back to win i mean they're a explosive team and they they're they're so much better in their record i know that's a cliche but they, they just have had they've had a bunch of games like like you saw with us where they led they you know they've had two of those against wyoming where it came down to 
the final minute and they lost both of them. I mean, they're, they're right there. They're a really good team, well coached and they got some great players. And I still think, uh, Leon, I know you kind of scoffed at the time. There was a little too big at the time, but I, you know, I still think that was a very, again, season savings, too big of a word, but I think that was a key critical second half for you to come back and win that game against San Jose to be down nine with 10 minutes left and to have to battle back and win that game. I mean, that's, that's certainly not the way you would have wanted to start conference play. I, I think we may look back and we are now looking back, but certainly month or two from now and say that final 10 minutes where you pulled out that nine point deficit could have, could have really changed the course of your season. No doubt. And it, you know, you look at that. Yeah. Nine point deficit. Can you, I wouldn't want to go back and do that again. That's that's because you look at that too. And that maybe that momentum carries over to the Nevada game. You go get the win there uh, or to call our state. I mean, those kind of things, it's a fine line. And to, to win those games, it's, you know, that's the difference between good years and great years. And um, those are hard to do. Coach, you know, BJ and I were talking earlier in the show uh, about winning a conference championship in the in the regular season. And it, for you, is it, is it more important? And it probably goes hand in hand, so it might be a dumb question, but you're used to dumb questions from Prater. But is it more important for you to win a conference regular season title or to make sure that this basketball team is in the perfect shape going into the into the tournament? It's got to be both. It's got to be both, you know. And then, you know, as your program evolves – that that becomes more you know it probably is the first one um when you're building the program because you just gotta you know if you if that can be your goal then the rest is a is the cherry on top of an ice cream and you just go let it rip but it you know as the program evolves it's got to be both and you know the it's funny because this goes way back for me we you know at gonzaga we were winning the league, winning the league, winning the league. Well, we would go play Duke and Madison Square Garden or Carolina and New York, you know, all these things that we would go do. And then you'd get back and you're like, okay, league starting, you get to go play at San Francisco. And so we really had to change our mindset because we felt that as coaches, we're like, oh, that that's, you know, kind of a buzzkill. <laughs> you don't want to let's go play these national games, not these conference games. So I actually talked to Gergovich. He was, you know, he was um, Tark's assistant at UNLV about it. And I was like, how did you guys do it? They, remember they were in the big West. They won a yeah. national championship when they were in the big West. Think about that. So they went through, they're the only comparable thing that, that you could find in sports. And so, you know, the thing that he really jumped that, that, talk to me about that. I changed my whole mindset. He was like, we always made winning the league, the most important thing. And, you know, when you get to the tournament, you're going to, you know, it, you're not going to have a letdown. You're going to play hard. You're going to, I mean, you don't have to change a lot to, for that, but they got obsessed with winning the league and made it the most important thing. So it became the most important thing for the program. And that's what we did at Gonzaga. So we, we never lost sight of that. We never, we moved all the, league trophies not the ncaa tournament stuff into the locker room we made it our focal point we you know we really got our minds right on that we made it an obsession to beat st mary's to be you know and so it wasn't a because if it was a bigger deal to those teams we were playing than it was to us we weren't going to win and so i guess that carried over to me through all these years is that that is so important and you know what it's it's a really a true judge of a program is how they do in their league. Cause 
usually in league you're playing against people in your tax bracket and and things like that but um so i think it is a great job and and it's old school it's fun to compete for championships and be able to do that and and then you know there's nothing different you have to do for an nca tournament or to prepare for it now you want your guys fresh excited ready to go no injuries all those things and then then it's a little you know i've gone through this like i said it's a little bit just getting a break here or there in who you draw when you where you go and all those things and the more times you can get to the tournament the more that evens out you know i've told this story before too this whole Gonzaga run started by Minnesota getting in that academic scandal and having four players suspended. Gonzaga gets its first win in school history. And then the rest was history. It just kind of takes off. And so, you know, we've had some, we've had some crazy draws in the NCAA tournament, like being the last team to ever play a true road game in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, that stuff evens out if you can get back there enough, keep knocking on the door. And then that's how, that's really how that can happen. Not, not just, uh, uh, I mean, you can do everything right. And then it's like, Oh, you know, like one, one year at Gonzaga, we were 29 and two, our two losses were to the number one and number two team in the country, Stanford and St. Joe's. How about that? And you know, back then there wasn't the complicated net and all these more analytic stuff. And how about that? We were, we had, I think we were sixth ranked in the country. We got a sixth seed, a six. And we had to go play Wyoming in Albuquerque, a place that they've played at altitude. So you're playing Wyoming at altitude. We were the number one rebounding team in the country. They were number two. So it kind of nullified our advantage. And so you get a draw like that and you're like, ah, this could not be worse. And on so many levels and sure enough, we lost. And, you know, so uh, it just, it just goes to show you the examples there are the, you know, the draws matter, the matchups matter. And it, and it's just sometimes different teams are different matchups. So that that's all things you can't control. The only thing you can control to make it better is to keep getting a better seed, keep getting a better seed, keep getting a better seed. And then, you know, those, those numbers work out. So you can't worry about that. You can't do, you, you know, that's why competing for a championship is the good focus because it makes you better. I mean, you have to be a good team to compete for a championship, especially in this league. A couple more quick ones, coach. We'll get you out of here. And we were talking earlier uh, with Spencer Danielson kind of embracing this chaos, you know, in terms of the transfer portal and all this stuff going on. And you see, way more in football, but a lot of these coaches leaving head coaches to be assistant coaches and jump into the NFL because they don't want to deal with NIL and transfer portal and all this. And I saw somebody on Twitter say for the basketball teams this year, you look at it, everyone's talking about the transfer portal, but the, the coaches that were able with roster retention to keep some key guys and keep that continuity are a lot of the teams like yourselves in a lot of ways that have a lot of key guys back and veterans and are, and are having success. How do you I know football and basketball are a lot different in a lot of this stuff we're talking about, but what do you make just of the, the chaos of, of college athletics right now and how you're trying to manage this? And I know when you were a younger coach coming up, never in a million years would you have been thinking you're dealing with what you're dealing about on a daily basis as a coach. And so what's, what, what's just it like for you as a coach, I guess, uh, dealing with transfer portal, NIL, all this other stuff, and just the, the craziness of it all right now? Yeah, you know, I wrote it on our board. I wrote it on our AD's board. It, it's not the strongest or the fastest that survive. It's the ones that evolve. And so we had to wrap our minds around it. You know, when this all started happening, 
you know, I talked to Durian Burns and was like, listen, this isn't the business we got into. And if we don't evolve, we need to get out. And that's it. And we can't, you can't sit around and complain about it. You can't, it's just the way it is. And that's in every business. So uh, we're always, we've done, I think we've done a good job of that. Not just, I'm talking about basketball, but this athletic department with the leadership of Jeremiah and those guys is, we've been kind of six months ahead of things a little bit in NIL and, you know, portal stuff. And, and we just got to fight to do that because it changes so quickly. What we were doing six months ago isn't good enough. And we got to keep finding new ways to do it. Keep being creative, wake up every day and fight that fight. You know, in the old days, you say, well, if you didn't, uh, recruiting is like shaving. If you don't do it every day, you're a bum. Well, NIL's that. <laughs> and if we're not finding more ways to retain these guys and, and not just think, oh, well, they love it here. We got to, we don't take advantage of loyalty. That's not fair. They, you don't do that. You shouldn't do that with coaches. You shouldn't do that with administrators. I mean, you know, they, people leave for jobs for just more money. So don't think, well, these kids should stay here out of loyalty. Yeah. Our loyalty is important and our culture makes it so people will want to stay here. And so we don't have to maybe match dollar for dollar on every situation, but we have great opportunity. We have great culture. We have those things keep kids here, but we never want to take advantage of that. And that's, you know, we talk about that, not just, like I said, as a basketball team, but as a department. And that's the way you got to approach it. But it's, a, you know, it's what keeps you up at night. It's a never ending fight. And, you know, we've got a great community. We have unique things here that uh, of people that can help us with this. And we're we're ahead of the curve in a lot of in a lot of ways, especially, like I said, uh, teams in our tax bracket aren't doing what we're doing. Not even close. Leon, well, Kyle, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I don't know, BJ. If you got to get on to uh, our next guest, but real quick question for you, Leon. Depends. Who's the next when you guest? Per- it's a surprise. It's a surprise. Right. We'll get to in one second. Know. You will in about ninety seconds. Here, hold on a second. Okay, uh, but yeah, I do got to go because I have. A, I'm interviewing for the offensive coordinator job too. So. <laughs> what's the? I guess, Spencer's Jeff, probably waiting said, for me. Go ahead. What's the question? Sorry, Mike. No, it's all good. We're having fun on a Monday morning. When you first became a head coach, like Spencer Danielson is right now, what's the best piece of advice you got? I think the best piece, maybe it wasn't advice, but just by able to watch guys and what made them good is to be yourself, to be, you have to, you have to do what and trust yourself and be authentic and not try to coach like somebody else or not try to think, well, this guy did it this way, and this is the tradition here. I got to do this. I mean, you take the best pieces that you've seen over the years, but you have to do it your way, and you have to fight for that uh, on the daily basis. Like, no, this is the vision I had. This is what I want it to look like. I I want it to look like that. I'm going to fight for that. And, you know, you get all kinds of different opinions, and you got all these different assistants that want to do it this way. And if you're not fighting for the way you want it to look, then, then you won't be as good as you, as you can be. And I think that was probably the best thing that I, you know, and, and I got better at that as, as I got older, you know, more experience, I realized like that is the most important thing. This is, this is what it has to look like. I have to fight for it. I don't care what this guy wants it to look like, or that guy wants it to look like, or what you think I'm going to fight for what I want it to look like. 
Leon, we, we read your words, but on, on the final thing, I wanted to give you a chance just to mention it one more time. We talked about the, the story with Chris Chambers, and uh, I, I, they thankfully, a CBS Sports Network, they put it on the broadcast there and, and, and told the story. And I know I've heard from several people, I mean, more than 10, that have said they've donated to the fund after hearing about this. But uh, I wanted to say thank you, I guess, for, for allowing this story to go public and for what you guys were doing for him and his family. But I wanted to give you kind of the final word here for people to, to hear it in your words uh, and, and hopefully still want to go donate to the fund. Yeah, I mean, BJ, you did a, you know, I don't give you guys very many compliments, but <laughs> you, you did a tremendous job writing that article. It was like old school reporting and in-depth and um, tied it all together. It was it was impressive. And, you know, I, we just felt like it was just, it's just not something you just move on from. And we wanted to help in any way we could. I saw somebody, uh, I love the way they said it, like, thank you for boosting this signal. I mean, I've gotten so many texts from people that I know that want to donate and want to help this family. And that's the way it should be. You can't, you know, this day and age, there's just so much stuff that goes on that you, you see a story like that and you move on and like, Oh, that's sad. Move on. It, it deserved more than that. And this family deserved more than that on both ends. Like I said, you know, with the parents and the, and the, you know, as young family and, so we wanted to try to help to do anything we could. And that's why we wanted it to be public. Usually, you know, our things, we try to keep that service stuff. You know, that's in our maxims. It says uh, uh, we don't seek credit and we don't want to do it out in the, in do it for that reason. But we knew that by you doing the story and us telling our story about it, it would really, really help. And, and I think it has accomplished the mission in that stuff and we need to keep going on it. I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's a pretty remarkable thing what people are willing to do. You know, that takes service to another level of what this young man did for his country and for all of us. And so for us to try in a small way to give back, it's, you know, it's the least we can do. Well, there is a link there available on the story at BroncoNationNews.com. Hopefully folks will go on there and uh, subscribe and, and uh, read that article and go ahead and uh, donate to the fund and coach. You know, go ahead. I got to say one other thing about it. And, it's pretty special. It doesn't surprise me with, you know, student athletes. These guys are student athletes. They, they contributed and they contributed generously. And, and, you know, when people, a lot of old school people always hated like, Oh, the NIL, what are we doing paying athletes? Well, think about what they're doing with their money. That's, that's pretty impressive. And, you know, these guys never cease to amaze me and impress me. This is one of the most impressive things. And, you know, whether it's a small thing or not or whatever, but those guys did it with a willing and giving heart. And that that makes you proud. Well, you know, Coach, Bronco Nation News, a big part is the fans and getting everybody involved and feeling like they're part of it. And I know one of your biggest fans wanted to jump on here. and uh, Oh, yeah. Surprise <laughs> guest. I like it. Any final questions, Mr. Bauscher, for, for Leon? Bauscher, you got any questions for me? I'm just like, how did we get here? It's uh, Bronco Nation is in love with Boise State basketball. And before you got here, I mean, I can count on one hand how many sold-out games we had. And all I heard was – Back in the 90s, the big yeah. sky days, it was sold out. Why can't you get crowds? And then I'd hear the excuses. I mean, some of the worst excuses. Well, games are on TV now. That's why we don't get crowds. Well, uh, there's too many things to do in Boise now. In the 90s, there was nothing to do. But you know what? Uh, 
Bronco Nation has fallen in love, and maybe it helps that there's been 39, 40 coaches in the Mountain West come and go, and you've stayed there. Maybe it helps that Tyson Degenhardt's getting out of the community and being a great person. Maybe it helps that BNN Nation News is spending a lot of money and going on the road to have that access. You know, maybe all these little things add up to a sold-out place, you know, against Fresno State that would have drawn 5,500. Yeah, no doubt. And you hit it all on the head. And and again, that's that was the vision I had when I came here because, number one, you had a great community. But it wasn't just going to be, you know, like, hey, let's hire a new coach and everything will change. It's it's all those things. And, and you didn't mention the administration. That has to be pulled. Massive. Massive. It's, it changes. It's a game changer. So all these things that you said matter. And it, and it doesn't get clicked overnight. It doesn't get turned around overnight and it continuity is important that's why you know the continuity on my staff my assistants all those things so we got to keep fighting for that we got to retain these guys we got to you know keep things going in this direction and keep this momentum going and keep building on it because you're either going one of two ways you're you're elevating it or it's falling and you got to fight for it daily and that's what everyone's done and you know, we want to keep building it and make it even there's there's a lot more to be accomplished here. Well, I know folks like Matt, too, are backing it up. They're putting their money where their mouth is and doing a lot to help the program yeah, as well. Yeah. Coach, we know uh, you got a busy day. We'll let you roll. We're going to talk to Matt for a little while and get his thoughts on the team here. And I'm sure you'll be eager later to to hear his hard hitting analysis about the team here. One last question. If I get this offensive coordinator job, anything you'd like to see me do or. Run the wishbone. <laughs> no, I won't do that. No. Appreciate it, Coach. Thanks okay, see you guys. Take care. There Great he is, coach. Leon Rice. And uh, Prater, we're going to let you roll as well. Any final words for Matt Bousher here? Um, I just want to tell Matt Bousher that that I was right on Saturday that Boise State was going to kick Fresno State's ass. You were a little worried as a fan. And and just for like three seconds, I think I was a smarter basketball guy than you for, for the first time in my life. You were right. I was wrong. For the record, Ray was right. I get like, I feel, I'm like a fan. I'm like, God, every game we got to win, right? I have that, you know, and I'm like, Fresno's won three out of their last four games. They can shoot it. They're going to spread us out. You know, they have nothing to lose. You start playing all these storylines and you were right. I was wrong. We killed them. We're going to say about tomorrow's game too with uh, San Jose. Same thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Appreciate you, Prater. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yep, it. Have a good President's day. Day, Prater. Hopefully folks will go read his column. We appreciate Mike Prater for jumping on. Uh, Bowser, appreciate you kind of a juggling different guests and hosts and stuff. But when I when, when we got back, final word that Leon was coming on, I thought, oh, we got to get you on there to joke around with Leon. And uh, I mean, let's start there for a second, because you've obviously seen this program for the, you know, back going, what, 30 years or whatever since you played, since you grew up here. I mean, you've seen a lot of different coaches teams come through here. I know you've become very close with Leon. You guys are neighbors. Um, but just to see what he's done to build this program and to, to turn it into what we're talking about now, a team that's fighting for a regular season title for the third straight year, you know, fighting the mix, getting to the NCAA tournament for the third straight year. I mean, you saw some dark days. You were part of some big days. You've seen both. I mean, to see what where this program's at right now as an alum, as a booster, it's got to be a, a pretty cool feeling for you. It's really, really cool. Um, I was on a Boise State board meeting, and Leon would love to hear this, and the strategic ticket uh, manager comes on and he goes, you know, we have a problem. We've sold too many season tickets. You know, we need more single game tickets available for, you know, we're talking profit and how you price them and how all this goes. And I'm like, and I just sit there smiling and I'm like, never in a million years that I think we'd have a problem that we've sold too many season tickets because the excuses I used to hear is 
The arena's too big. You know, why can't we have a place like the kettle that's that holds six thousand? Can you imagine if we extra mile only holds six thousand fans? How expensive tickets would be? Because twelve thousand people would want six thousand seats. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's like a marriage. Bronco Nation and the program, whether it's football, basketball, whatever, it really is a marriage. You know, you're you, there's ups, there's downs, but yeah. You well, know, you mentioned the crowd, man. Eleven thousand six hundred against Fresno. And you know what? I think coach just said it. We and. 8.30 on a Tuesday night, maybe it's not ideal, but the team deserves it. Babysitters, whatever we can do to get creative, we need to be there. What do you make of what Tyson's done? 24 points against Fresno. He's been on fire lately. On nine shots. Yeah. Career high, 12 of 14 from the free throw line as well. He's getting to the, getting to the paint. He gets fouled. He's just He takes his time. He's so patient. He's one in a million person. I told his grandparents uh, who were at the game, they were able to come, who are the yeah. sweetest people. His parents are rock stars, obviously. And uh, I just told him, I'm like, he is really one in a million, one in 10 million. He's just such a good person off the court. You never have to worry about him, about anything. He's so steady. And we can't take that for granted, like, you know, how rare that is to see a college athlete that's so mature, that always does the right thing, that's a good person, a great teammate. Um I can't say enough about Tyson. I mean, I could go he's on for two hours. Seven of the last 12 games, he's been over 20 points, too. I mean, he's now being at that consistent level where you can just pencil him in for, you know, around 20 and around six or seven or eight boards pretty much every game. And that's a nice place to start, knowing you can count on Tyson and then have what the, you're getting from the other guys as well. Yeah, and it's hard to leave the other guys because, you know, Max Buzo, shoot, Jason Roddy are shooting the ball extremely well. Yep. You spread the court, and if they come over to double team, it's a tip dunk Omar so it's, uh, you know, if he misses soft off the rim, sometimes it's just a pass to Omar. So they're tough right now. And it starts with Tyson. I mean, he's he's really taking that that role that he wants, you know, to be the guy who can, you know, help facilitate and score. And I don't know if, if I'd want the ball in anybody else's hands in the conference with the game on the line. 18 points from the bench on Saturday as well. Uh, we talked about Cam Martin, I think, last time you were on. But, uh, you know, he had six points, six rebounds, had, uh, you know, four assists as well. We see you mentioned uh, what Jace Whiting is doing. Meadow, RJ Keene had a nice bucket there. I mean, uh, going down the stretch here, crunch time, uh, tournament time, how important is it to, to continue to get production from the bench? That's that's what I think is the most impressive thing of everything is no one's playing over 32 minutes, you know, and you got eight, nine guys in the rotation who all look extremely comfortable. I mean, they don't come in like they, you know, their confidence is shook kind of like at the beginning of the year. They're coming in and they're being very, very productive. Um, and you're right. Keen looked unbelievable. And obviously Jace and Cam have been rock solid and Meadows looked really, really good. So um, and Kobe, when he came in, you know, he was ready to go after not playing for a while, which says yeah. a lot about a guy to be just ready and ready and ready. And, you know, trying to get extra cardio because you're not running up and down as much in practices. Um, these guys are having to do a lot of work out, you know, away from the practice time to stay fit. What's it like the, as a player, these games, like tomorrow night's game, um, the one they just had, I know Wyoming's a little different because I think it's not going to be a trap game. I think people realize going up there, how hard you, how focused you got to be, how hard it is. But the Air Force game, like this four game stretch here, fans, everybody just assumes they're going to go four and zero, and frankly, they need to go four and zero to do what they want to do. But what's that like as a player where you've had so many hard games and now you're in theoretically an easier part of your schedule, um, but yet the games matter just as much. And if you don't win one of these games, you're you're really hurting yourself. So what's it like as a player, I guess, to know what you have coming up to with Nevada, New Mexico, San Diego State to finish the season, but needing to take care of business in these games like tomorrow night? 
Well, you, you'll you notice the team won't be sluggish to start the game. They know the magnitude. I mean, it's a must win, right? And they treat every game like that. So you don't really have looking beyond it because they know every game they got to win. Um, and they take it that way. I mean, you could see the urgency from the beginning of the tip. I mean, they go right inside and attack. I mean, first play of the game, right inside to Omar, he attacks the rim. I mean, there wasn't going to be settled for a jumper. It was, we're getting it straight inside. And I think it'll be similar San Jose. Um they're, we're going to take it straight to them. You know, we we got lucky in that game, and I'll say lucky because we were down double digits with nine minutes left on the road, and we weren't going to have any energy from the crowd because it was dead. So that was a big, big, big win that I'm sure San Jose remembers. Uh, I'm going to put the Mountain West standings up here on the screen while I ask you this question, but uh, just just what do you make right now of the league race? Utah State, San Diego State play tomorrow night, uh, and then New Mexico and Colorado State play on Wednesday. So you got four of the top five teams playing each other while Boise State plays the 10th the place team. Uh, just what's your take on right now in the loss column? Boise State uh, tied for first here. I love it. And, you know, somebody's San Diego and Utah State, I probably would lean towards Utah State at home tomorrow night in that game. Um, but you know, we win tomorrow. We're in sole possession of second place, no matter what. And if San Diego state were to win Boise state's in first with a tiebreaker over San Diego state. Yeah. Since I guess, I mean, it's hard when I'm watching the yeah. games, I'm like, who are we supposed to be cheering for? Because the numbers are so, <laughs> so yeah, I guess you don't want Fresno, San Jose or air force to really to win. Well, I mean, it's for the net. It's hard to even know who you want, who you want to win. There's seven teams right there. And like Utah State right there is number 30 exactly. Uh, I know Boise State lost, but that's a quad one loss right now. But if they lose tomorrow, then all of a sudden that drops to a quad two loss. And, uh, yeah, every game it's uh, it's different. But uh, how, how do you see this shaking out here down the stretch? I mean, that 60, you still think the six-bid Mountain West is alive and well here? I've said this on your show from day one. You can replay the tape. 13-5 and five wins the conference. So I still think 13-5 and five wins the conference. Utah State doesn't really have a tough road game left. They have New Mexico at home and they have San Diego State at home, but their their road games, I want to say, are are the bottom of the league. Yep, that's why I think tomorrow night you got to be pulling for San Diego State. Yep, and then New Mexico at, at Utah State would be another one. I think Utah State might lose one of those games at home, but they're going to run the table. Besides that, Utah State will finish thirteen and five. All right, Utah State. I'm going to put their. Uh, they got five games left. You mentioned San Diego State, Air Force, New Mexico at home. They're at Fresno, at San Jose. So, uh, yeah, I do uh, probably agree with you on that. But um, in, in in terms of the conference race, though, Matt. I mean, in this conference tournament, like I think there's a huge advantage to actually get that one seed if possible, because then you're playing. You know, the eight nine is Wyoming, Fresno, whatever. If you're the two seed, your reward for the two seed is having to play one of these top teams or UNLV on their home floor. I can't I can't remember a time where there was such a big difference. And maybe after one, if you don't get number one, two versus seven might not really matter. All these teams are good, and it's going to kind of be based on matchups here. Yeah, I would agree with you. If you don't get the one seed, two, three, four, five, you know, you all get that first day by. But the tough thing is, is the teams who are six through 11, they have a they're going to have a grind of a game on on Wednesday. But then they're a little more comfortable coming on the court. They've already shot in the Thomas and Mac. They've already played in it. They're a little looser. Um, you know, they don't have that first five minute jitters and yep. it's scary. So yeah, you, you really, really, really want the one seed this year more than any other year. 
And I do. Boise State's fell victim to that. They've been that three seed a couple times and had to play a good six team who played the 11 the first day and had an easy win and got confidence and came in and made 15 threes or whatever. I can remember Utah yep. State with Sam Merrill doing that. I think that was the Tim Duryea led Utah State team that did that one time. And I can remember a couple games like that. So you don't want to have to play four games in four days. You don't want to. You don't want to have to do that. But it makes it a scarier game in that. That it, where it where it impacts you more is the semifinal game. That 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 quarterfinal game. That team that played the first day is still not tired yet. They're still rolling. Um, you certainly do want to finish, I guess, in one of the top five. But I guess final thing, Matt, and we appreciate your time, man, on a on a President's Day work day here for us. But uh, appreciate you coming on, and I hope folks do uh, use Bowser Real Estate for for all their real estate needs if they're looking to buy or sell. Uh, you and your team are ready to help them out. BowserRealEstate.com. The logo's there at the bottom. But uh, I, I guess just final thing, how, how do you? I mean, you said you you think thirteen and five wins the league. You see the schedule Boise State has left these three kind of winnable games here. Then you have New Mexico and Nevada, but they're both at home. I mean, in a perfect world, they they win these next, you know, I guess it's five and almost go into San Diego with house money, maybe even already have a share, you know, uh, of the title uh, already already clinched. And maybe on senior night, if you clinch a share, you go ahead and have a great senior night and cut down the nets and have a memorable thing and then take your chances at the one seed uh, against San Diego State. But uh, how, how do you feel about how they're playing now? They had the losses last week. They get the big win against Fresno. We mentioned the schedule, but how do you just kind of big picture as we wrap this up? Look at look at where they are and, and how you think they could finish up here. I, I don't think we have a flaw right now in the team. I mean, I know we were picking on some flaws earlier in the year, but they've ironed those out. And, you know, those two road games are tough. I mean, you saw what Utah State just did when they went to Colorado State. They got beat by over 20. Um, so, I mean, road games are tough. I don't – I mean, those two road games were tough, but I didn't, I didn't expect us to go in there and – trounce Colorado State or Utah State on the road so um right now I think everybody's pretty happy with where we're sitting at eight and four well we appreciate it Matt uh, what, what was what were you saying or what was Max saying I know you're sitting with Brock there but everybody noticed there was a couple of comments after the big three that uh, Max hit right in front of you and Brock looked like there was some back and forth there yeah we were saying why is he being we were like Max do something you're a little passive and he said uh Duchelle he won't leave me and Duchelle looks over at us I think that's how you pronounce his name he's like I'm not leaving you all game. Like, no matter what, I'm going to be attached to you. Next time down, Max catches it, lets it go, and it didn't even nick the rim. I mean, it just splashed. You know, I'm like, hey, I get, I get like half of a point for that three-pointer. You know, me or Brock do. Oh, you get, you deserve a lot of the yeah. points here for this with your passion and energy. We love it, man. Hey, we appreciate you. One of the biggest supporters we have at BNN, man. I always say it, but uh, truly do appreciate it. And there's a lot of... A lot of folks, everybody has a friend that's a realtor. I know everybody has options, but uh, hopefully folks will consider uh, using you and your team there, BowsherRealEstate.com, and uh, we we appreciate it. We'll see you at the game tomorrow night, and, and uh, down the stretch here should be a lot of fun, man. Thanks a lot, BJ. Really appreciate it. There he is, Matt Bowsher. We appreciate his time, as always, for jumping on, and uh, he waited for a while till we got to Leon, so we appreciate Matt for jumping on, and and uh, great dude, great guy, and as I said, yeah, hopefully you'll support him, and uh, he's uh, putting his uh, money where his mouth is, both with BNN and with Boise State, so uh, please support Bowsher Real Estate if you get a chance. BowsherRealEstate.com is the website, and uh, his team is ready to help you buy and sell in any of your real estate needs, renting. They'll help you out with whatever you need. Bowsher Real Estate. Com. Hey, do you want to throw in a, another plug for our pool party? We hope you can join us. We're over an hour and six minutes here. We're setting the record on President's Day. We got nothing else to do. Why not? Hope you're going to join us Friday, March 15th. We're trying to get you excited for basketball. And uh, if you're thinking about coming down to the conference tournament, what else you got to do on Friday after Boise State wins on Thursday? They won't play till six on Friday. 
Come on out to Circa Resort and Casino Stadium Swim. It's like a $40 cover charge, but it is free. If you email us at rains at bronconationnews.com, it is a free cover charge. We're taking care of it for you. Rains at bronconationnews.com, RSVP. We're going to have food and drink for some subscribers, some like light appetizers and couple you know we'll, we'll buy you a beer too if you're a paying subscriber and you show up happy to have good time it's going to be a lot of fun prater and johnny are going to be doing their show out there from the cabana we're going to have a lot of giveaways a raffle for some cool items a lot of cool stuff it's going to be a, a great time and it's all free so we're taking over one of the private pools at circa resort and casino stadium swim again three weeks from friday on friday march 15th crazy to believe three weeks from tomorrow i'll be uh, boarding the plane for vegas for the conference tournament so really excited about uh the pool party and hope you'll make plans to join us. If you're still on the fence about going to Vegas, they got a few rooms left at Circa and the D and I can get you 15% off. If you want to stay at Circa or the D, I can get you 15% off. Send me the email as well. Reigns at bronconationnews.com. We'll send you that link and uh, super excited to uh, get down there and take over Circa resort and casino, the uh, unofficial uh, headquarters for, uh, for Bronco. Well, the official headquarters for Bronco nation news and the official uh, unofficial headquarters for uh, for you guys as fans, and should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to getting down there. Could be a memorable week, an epic week. This should be one of the best conference tournaments they've had in a long time, and I uh, can't wait to get down there and uh, check it out. If we had a thousand Bouchers, we would already have a national title. Um, I, I I I second that with what he's putting donating. I mean, he helped get Shibuzo Abo. He put the uh, you know you saw Shibuzo Abo had the the uh, logo of Boucher Real Estate on his commitment. I mean, they put the money in there and got him to commit and. Uh, he's done a lot of things behind the scenes, helping pay for charters and things. Matt Boucher is just uh, uh, a great dude and, and happy that he's a part of BNN. So uh, Robbie Robinson thanking me for the Chambers article. Yeah, it was a great article. and appreciate Coach Rice and the program being open to, to letting it go public. And I'm glad that it uh, got as well, was well-received as it did. And, again, you can go read it at bronconationnews.com and hopefully make a, a donation to that fund and help out the family there uh, if you can. Boucher elevates the program. Grateful for him. Uh, I agree with you there, Jordan. Uh, Derek says one of his favorite BNN shows. Yeah, that uh, was a back and forth, a lot of guests, a lot of fun. So I do appreciate everybody for uh, jumping on. Uh, Nathaniel Wilder, uh, the Foam Ranger, can't wait to uh, be at the game tomorrow. So uh, yeah, you know he'll be there. Eight thirty start. That ain't going to keep the Foam Ranger away. So uh, excited uh, to see what happens here. Somebody wants Bowser for OC. Uh, we'll see what happens with that this week. Uh, Derek, appreciate you for donating to the fund. Um, and hope everybody that gets a chance to do it, yeah, if you can, it would certainly help. Help. Um, let's see here. Just win. We got a lot of great uh, thoughts on and comments and things. So appreciate you guys. Fun show today, and it's always more fun when you guys are interacting and commenting. And uh, truly appreciate it. Mike Prater's column on Spencer Danielson and the chaos in college football is up at BroncoNationNews.com. If you are a paying subscriber, you can read that. If you're on the fence, hopefully we helped convince you today. Daily shows every morning, pre and post game shows exclusive columns and articles and a daily email. We'd love to have you. Just $50 for a full year, one-time fee, BNN 50 deals, that promo code at bronconationnews.com. We'd love to have you jump in, help us out, subscribe. We're going to be on the road for like five days next week at Wyoming and Air Force and all that uh, travel expenses cost money and stuff. So uh, truly uh, appreciate those of you that have already supported us and subscribed. Uh, we'll continue to have subscriber giveaways and things. By the way, our winner, uh, Roy Miller is going to join us this week for the trip to San Diego. He lives in Idaho Falls, is a big BSU fan. I was happy. It sounds like we uh, got lucky again, picking a good winner for the trip. So we'll get Roy Miller on this week, and we'll tell you more about him and his story and why he's a BSU fan, and he's going to be the winner going to uh, 
San Diego for the final game of the regular season. So please subscribe on YouTube. Hit the like button there in the bottom of the screen. Turn on the notifications so you know whenever we go live. And uh, if you're on Facebook or Twitter, we appreciate you, but uh, we'd love for you to jump over and join our YouTube community. I think we're only about, what, 10 subscribers away from getting to uh, 4,500. We're trying to push towards 5,000 if we can by the end of the spring game. So uh, a lot of great content coming, and uh, we can't do it without your support and without the support of all of our great advertisers. So thank you to RoePaint.com, our title sponsor, ROEPaint.com. All your painting needs. Make sure you check out rowpaint.com. And I say it all the time, but there would not be a Bronco Nation news without rowpaint.com. So please support them, residential, commercial, industrial, any of your painting needs, please check them out. And again, Cutwater Spirits, the Cutwater Studios, or in 35 flavors of premix premium cocktails, pick one up at your local gas station or grocery store. Have a great rest of your President's Day. We appreciate you. Again, Blue and Orange Store Monday. Appreciate Capital 11, the Blue and Orange Store. Check them out, theblueandorangestore.com. Epic show today. Appreciate our guests, Leon Rice, Mike Prater, Matt Bauscher. Appreciate all your comments. And again, thanks to our advertisers. Thanks to our subscribers. Jay Toss and I tomorrow at 9 a.m. We're hoping to get Tim Miles on as well, the San Jose State coach. So stay tuned for that. And uh, have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you 9 a.m. tomorrow. Another, uh, another big one for Boise State, San Jose State tomorrow. We'll have you covered. Bronco Nation News live here at bronconationnews.com.